Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School right here in the heart of Chicago. I pray that you find hope and peace in the message of Christ and Him crucified for you in your life right now. Thank you for listening. And please, if you'd like to support the mission going on right here, uh, please go to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org to donate. Thank you. We all learn how to speak from somebody, your parents usually, and not just speak, learning language, but vocabulary. Vocabulary creates a worldview. We learn how to respond to another by watching others respond. We learn how to deal with relationships, how to love our spouse, our friends, by watching our parents do that. Not to put too much pressure on you parents, or after the fact, you're like, yeah, I know, I should have said that. And we all know the great memes or stories there where some little fella goes to preschool and says something crazy. I wonder where they learned that, right? And maybe you've been embarrassed by the teacher saying, yeah, Jimmy said this. <laughs> That's how we learn everything, I would say, and I don't care how much of an existentialist you think you are, you are reading a script. In fact, reading scripture more and more, I'm convinced it's all a script. And we learn it. How to see things, how to say things, how to respond to things from one another, but especially mom and dad. So how do you respond to Christmas? What do you say? about a Savior being born, a God taking on flesh. Well, we learn from a parent. We learn from a mother, I suppose, who got the gift the first time, Mary. Her song, she sings, I encourage you to listen and follow. And Mary, really, if you think about it, I'm not sure. I mean, I do think when you receive something awesome, you, it, it actually provokes a response. But Mary learned this response from other women in her life, I'm sure from her mother and her mother before her, going back to Hannah, who also had a special child, something out of nothing, and sang a song that sounds a lot like Mary's, if you didn't notice. Let's listen to her today. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now, the focus is not on uh, um, her power to magnify something. She's not applauding herself. She's not magnifying herself. She's a magnifying God. And it's interesting, magnification, you, you magnify like a magnifying glass, right? And it's so much easier to do when there is nothing and something fills it up. When there was hopelessness and now there's hope, that magnifies, doesn't it? When you are in despair, when you are weak and you are given everything, when you are the poorest and you are giving riches, that magnifies 
And she gives all praise to God for this gift is gigantic to her, this little embryo. She goes on and says this, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. I think another mistake we make is uh, when you see the word humble and humility. We think it's a virtue. It is not a virtue to be humble. It is not a virtue to be humble. It's a response to a condition. She's not applauding her humility. Oh, look at God, because I am so humble, I get this baby. She's not saying that. She's saying, I am humble. In other words, no choice but humble. She was just a 14, 15-year-old girl, which is normal back then, but poor, maybe, maybe working class, maybe middle class, ordinary, weak, helpless, in a society where everybody else ran everything else, let alone somebody in Palatine Hill ran everything She wasn't bragging about being humble. (laughs) She was. She had no choice. Humility is not an action. It's a recognition. Which is funny because it seems obvious, but we don't do it very well. Even though it's pretty obvious, we should be humble. Not by virtue, but look at you. Weak, helpless, you feel powerless ever. You can gain all sorts of things, but you can't control everything. Who here hasn't lost something right out of their hands? Couldn't keep it. Whether it's a job, whether it's a person. If you're really honest, look around. We are of humble estate, let alone our actions. Who are we? The way we are not good role models to our kids. The way that we give people bad things to say and train people in bad behavior by our actions humility is not a virtue it's a recognition of I got nothing to brag about and that's why Mary's in such awe that God of the universe saw her That God of the universe, the Almighty, that she read about in Sunday school, about how God parted the seas, made everything out of ex nihilo nothing, did all these amazing things, and the great Moses, and the great Abraham. Think about this. Legends of this great God. And he visited She responds, blown away, that God would come to her and give her this gift. Every generation will call me blessed. What she means is, no one's going to forget that little old me got to carry the salvation of the world. Got to meet the Savior for the first time. Who met the Savior first? Mary does. She continues here. Another song. What happened to my sheet? There it is. She continues. 
For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the, who does he scatter? Always, and Jesus loved to scatter these people. The proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those, again, of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent empty away. He's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers. In other words, it's a long, old story to Abraham and to his offspring forever. See the theme here. You see the theme also in Hannah. Mary is shocked that little old her gets to have the Lord, and the Lord loves her and sees her and gives her everything who has nothing. That's how God works. So it's okay to have nothing. And it's okay to feel weak and powerless. And it's okay to admit you are unrighteous. And it's okay to admit that you had not been a good role model. You've not been giving your kids good words to say all the time. It's okay. To admit you're empty, you need help. Because that's the only person God gives to. That's huge. Jesus only died for sinners. God only comes to those who've got nothing else to cling to. And faith is only for those who've lost faith in everything else. It's okay to be empty and hungry and in need. You don't need to pretend. That's who God comes to. And yes, that's everybody. But sometimes we have to have him. Who are you in this song? You think you're the humble. Maybe you're the proud. (laughs) That God has to scatter and knock down from your throne. Only so you'll see he loves you and has given you everything in Christ. This is the song Mary teaches you to sing. You know, she says this. I love how she says, All generations will call me blessed. He has done great things for me. But this is your song too. Anyone who's had the Lord visit them and forgive them, you get to sing this song too because God has great, done great things for you. Mary doesn't even know it. But this little child is going to go to the cross and die for her. Talk about deep affection and love, let alone rise again. For who? The angels sing it. Who do they sing it to? Not to Mary and Joseph. They sing it to the shepherds because Jesus, unto you a Savior is born. He tells the shepherds and he tells you, this Christmas is not a joyful message or gift just for Mary, but it's to you. And this song is yours too. Sing it, own it, and pass it along to your kids. In Jesus' name, amen.